It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Tuesday, and I think this is kind of funny. On the ridiculously large television that they have in the studio with me, I look over. Some reporters making a big deal. Wow, look how much snow. And they're, they're out on the East Coast. Look how much snow we got here. And there's some plow going down the road scraping. I'm thinking, that's it? Okay. Um, you may have gotten an inch or something like that. If you're not talking like a foot or more, I don't even want to hear about Today's it. This show is sponsored by... Whiskey flavored cough syrup goes down just like, well, it's actually just whiskey. It's pretty much just a good idea. Okay, you Trump supporters out there, boy, you guys had a good night as far as you're concerned, right? Okay, we'll take a look at this. And it really was because he got more votes per, let me see, we'll take all the other Republican candidates who were in that contest. Trump got more than all of them combined. He was so far ahead. I mean, even the person who came in second place was way behind. But if you combine all of the losers into one big one person, Trump still would have beat him. So he had that good of a night in the first caucus. And remember, of course, a, a caucus, as you know, works entirely different than just people showing up and voting. Somebody has to show up. You have to show up. Other people have to show up. And they form little groups, and they stand around and talk and try to convince each other, support my guy. And as this happens, group after group combine into other groups, and until eventually they have just one group, that, and this is who we have decided. So even if you show up and you want to support somebody, but you're finding that there's not a lot of support with you, your candidate's just not going to win this then you're going to have to find out, well, who's your second choice? And go join that group and hope that works out for you. And it eventually coalesces down to, well, they're just going to go ahead and pick one person as people convince other people to pick my guy. And so Trump was the big winner in that whole thing last night. So good for Trump. He moves on from there, of course. Now, that doesn't – one guy – Vivek Ramaswamy, am I pronouncing that right, dropped out of the race and he called Trump and congratulated him and then endorsed Trump and said, you have my full support. So there's one candidate who dropped out of the thing. So some other people like uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, they do well by comparison against each other coming in second or in third. They're not going anywhere. They're, as far as they're concerned, they're just not going to drop out of this. But they have a long way to go. We have a long way to go in this. Which is why I say to you, Trump supporters out there, keep this in mind. Now, I've given you a some political analogies before that were true-life political analogies. But let's take a look at some – I'm not good at this – sports analogies. If you follow football, for example, I've heard of many times football games where there's one team winning and the other team is losing so bad that when they get to the last few minutes of the game, people decide, well, this is over. And they'd like to go home before the rush 
of all the people in all the cars to get out of there. So they tried leaving early and going home. Only to find out after they got home that something happened in the last minute and the team that looked like they were sure to lose won it. In the last few minutes of the game. What just happened? I've seen that happen many times. I'm not a sports fan, but I know a lot of sports fans, and they've told me many times, many times about that happening, which is why I say for you Trump supporters, as happy as you are right now, I'm not trying to bring you down. No, Jim, I'm not trying to bring anybody down. I'm just saying, remember that. You know how the world works. Okay, nothing is ever over until it's actually over. So until Trump actually gets the nomination, he does not have the nomination. Always keep that in mind. We have a long way to go here. And in talking with some people about this who are Trump supporters, one of the ideas I tossed out, and so far nobody's really disagreeing with me, it's just the more that the left, and I include the media in there, the more the left attacks Trump, the more people who support him are supporting him. I mean, they just harden around him. Even some people who may have been on the fence about Trump are just so sick and tired of the attacks against him, they end up rallying around him. So all of this uh, negative attack, as far as conservatives are concerned, is not drawing, is not pulling people away or pushing people away from Trump. It's drawing them toward him because they're just sick of this and they would like to put an end to it. Now, we still have a long way to go because, you know, of course, you have the rest of the country to convince as well. It's not just how well he does. Let's say Trump sweeps all of the caucuses and primaries. Let's say he sweeps it all in large numbers like he did tonight. Okay, so he's won the Republican nomination. But now you've got to convince the rest of the country to come along. And that's where, as you saw during the last election, that can be kind of difficult to do. So now... Story I have in front of me, former President Donald Trump cruised to victory, Iowa, uh, serving as a likely harbinger for what's to come. It says CNN and the Associated Press called the caucus for Trump just 30 minutes into the nomination process, which by the and, and Fox wasn't too far behind in that. And by the way, they should never do that. They've made that mistake before. How many times have you seen elections where the media is sure who's going to win? Like the football game analogy I gave you, right? They're sure their guy's going to win, and so they call it. And that's not what happens. So, I mean, even in the George W. Bush versus Al Gore race, the media had called it way out in advance which they should never have done, caused a huge problem. Okay, so the story says the 45th president had garnered 64.5% of the vote with 1% reporting by 8.42 p.m. Now realize the media is calling it and there's only 1% reporting. He was beating his nearest opponent, Governor Ron DeSantis, by roughly 40 percentage points. Uh, let's see. The story says, uh, with the contest being called so early, the question remains just how big of a victory Trump pulled off. And if polling trends and the current results are indicative of anything he's heading for, if it is, he's heading for historic territory, so he says. If he eclipsed a 12.8% margin of victory, he will reportedly have the largest margin of victory ever 
in a contested Republican Iowa primary. Reuters noted citing the Trump campaign at late Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole. Oh, I've told you about Bob Dole. Enjoyed a 12.8% margin of victory in 1988 over televangelist Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson, by the way, said, God told me to run for office. Well, I guess God wanted you to lose it. The results, as they currently stand, show Trump outperforming the latest polling trends, including real clear politics average when Trump landed a 52.5%. That was the, I think the final count was 52.5% for Trump. 33.7% for uh, former Governor Nikki Haley. 18.8% for Ron DeSantis at 51.5%. Okay, that's verse. Ramaswamy came in at 6.8%. He ended up dropping out, so he's so far back. The trend spells trouble for Haley and DeSantis, the story says. Iowa has 40 delegates, which will be divided by candidates statewide vote, uh, as NBC News noted. So, okay, there's where we are right now. Again, there is a long way to go here. So while for those in the Trump camp, I get that you're celebrating, I get it. Totally get it. But remember now, you still have a long way to go. And like a football game, a lot can happen between now and the goalpost. So just keep that in mind. I can't worry about what other people think. I mean, have you met other people? Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say the best in the state within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods with Dick at 6. Six twenty three is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, uh, Jim, yeah, I get what you're saying now. Temperature is not, at least where I am right now, not in the negatives anyway. Not too much in the positives, but <laughs> negatives. Just depends on where you are. I was having a conversation with someone just a little while ago about temperatures. And you notice when you pick up your app and you look at what the temperature is on your phone off the app, it can vary quite a bit depending on whose app you're using, what app it is. And you might look at it and think, well, one app is better than the other. One's right, one's wrong. No, uh, they just use different places. Somebody might take some app, might be using the temperature from a downtown area at City Hall. Another might take it from a local bank. Another might take it from the airport. So where is the thermometer that's taking the temperature that's feeding onto the app? It just depends on where that thermometer is. And temperatures can vary a lot from one part of town to the next, as you know. I mean, you can take a look at a temperature and walk about two city blocks up the road and have a very much of a different temperature. Depends on what it is. All right, again, Trump fans. Good night for you guys. I mean, Trump won big time in the Iowa caucus. Huge, way far ahead of everybody else. All right. Got me kind of curious. Hey, on the Democrat side, who's running for president? I mean, I know you're thinking Joe Biden, obviously. Okay. Does Joe Biden have any challengers? Well, yeah, he does. Problem is, the challengers out there on the Democrat ticket are really unknown and have no idea how to even run for office at this point. See, Marianne Wilmerson, best-selling author and self-help guru, 71 years old, launched her second long-shot bid for the White House platform 
And she's calling it a campaign of justice and love. She's not going anywhere. She ran as a Democrat in 2020 presidential primary, dropped out of the race before any votes had been cast. She launched her second campaign in March 20, March 23rd and will be on the ballot in the New Hampshire primary. But again, she's not going anywhere. Nobody even knows who she is. Dean Phillips, some of you might know that one. Dean Phillips, a little-known U.S. congressman from Minnesota, announced in October he would mount a long-shot bid to go against Biden. He does not believe the president can win another term. Okay. I wonder if he can survive until another term. You know, Biden, when I look at Biden, he still gets up and moves around. But he's getting old, and cognitively, if you really do watch him, he's not doing well. But he's got a lot of people around him trying to hide that and protect it. That includes the press as well. So he's not he's not doing well. He shouldn't be he shouldn't have run the first time. He shouldn't be president now. He shouldn't be running again. But all right. The fifty four year old Dean Phillips, millionaire businessman, and co founder of a company which I don't know what they're all about, announced his bid. In a one minute video posted online saying we've got some challenges. We're going to repair this economy. And we're going to repair America. Well, that's, I guess, is that the slogan of repair America? Oh, because it's always the Democrats running on the Democrat ticket. So I guess we can pretty much guarantee the two people currently going up against Biden, you've never heard of really, and you're never going to hear from them at all. Again, ever. It's just kind of done, right? All right. I think we all know that that's the case. Unless somebody else decides on the Democrat side to step up, which, again, we're so early into this, this can definitely happen. Somebody on the Democrat side can step up and say, tell you what, I'll do it instead and kick Biden out. But I kind of doubt that they will. This is one of those cases where the Democrats will stick behind their guy no matter what. Doesn't matter what's going on. They're going to stick with their guy, which worries me about a President Kamala Harris. Oh, what about that? Do you think she's still going to be Biden's presidential, vice presidential pick? I don't know. I would love to see that if somebody else, if somebody else were to replace her, but we'll have to see. And then you got to wonder if Trump wins this, and again, we're only getting started, so there's nothing known yet. If he were to win this, though, so um, who would be his VP pick? That's going to be an interesting question. All right. A long way to go. And as I told you, most of the media coverage that you hear out there is just garbage. So I I looked at all sorts of things this morning about what different pundits were saying about it. And as usual, most of the pundits were wrong. Several stories I came across, pundits were shocked at last night's Iowa caucus results. Well, Well, okay, if you say so. My answer is don't go into the Iowa caucus or any of the others, uh, any of the other races here, assuming you know anything. Because you don't. The best political pundit would be the one who says, well, I don't know who's going to win this. I mean, I see what the polls are going to say, but you never know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to win. Heidi John over there in Granite Canyon. Morning, Glenn. Winter weather. It's going to be cold. There you go. That's all you need to know. That's it. We're done. All right, we're coming up on some local news. Right after local news, speaking of weather, update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into that again. 
888 woods the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D. Speaking of weather, 645, Don Day has an extended forecast for you. And then right after the forecast comes Frank Gambino in sports. Wake up, Wyoming. Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Thirty-six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So Chief Redland out in Jeffries City showed me his thermometer. Right, and let me go back and double check that because I can't. Everybody's getting a little bit warmer right now, except out there. That's what I thought. Minus twenty-nine. Except out there in Jeffries City. Okay, it depends on where you are because, as you know, some areas cold just kind of gathers in Jeffries City. Well, it's kind of gathering here right now. So <clears throat> yeah. Or, which, by the way, there's a story. Okay, let me, let me give you this one to you real quick. So, uh, I think it was about last year this time. Gentleman called this program and talked about his dog that just refused to go outside in cold. Just, he wasn't going to do it. The dog would not go out to do its business. The dog would rather hold it and risk it than to go out in the cold. Yesterday here at work, I got the story of a dog that had gone out on Saturday, had gone out on Sunday, but on Monday morning, the dog had had enough of sub-zero temperatures and decided just to walk back inside and just drop a big deuce right there on the living room rug. Why? Why would that dog go outside again? You know, it is the dog knows what's coming. I mean, that's that's a butt whooping right there. And the dog would rather put up with that than going out in sub-zero temperatures. Both are going to hurt. One's going to hurt a whole lot less. So the dog knows what to put up with here. I'll just go ahead and take my beating. Go right ahead. I am not going out there to do this. I'm doing it right in the middle of the living room floor. By the way, yeah, there's a story about that. I wake up on my website this morning. I went, went ahead and put that together. Okay, so on another topic altogether. You know, of course, there's some people who love to be... Um, Politically correct, if you will, for virtue signaling purposes. So they go to great extremes to make themselves seem like the better person. Now, some of you are afraid in public to say the N word because it's racist. Well, could you imagine taking that to a, a further extreme? Oh, no, somebody will. As an ally to the black community, I believe in doing the right thing. Always. As allies, it isn't enough to just be passively accepting. We have to stand up against racism in all its ugly forms. Which is why I, as an anti-racist ally, refuse to say absolutely any word that starts with the letter N. I'll admit it, growing up, I used to say words that start with N all the time. N-I-C-E, N-E-C-K, N-O. But I was ignorant. I was racist. And I'm sorry. 
Today, I know better. I'm educated. I know what it means to be a true anti-racist ally to the black community, and that means never refusing to ever say any word that starts with N. I believe anyone who claims to be an ally to black people but then continues to use words that start with N isn't a true ally at all. I mean, you might be asking, did a black person tell me to do this? N mm -mm. Because the black community shouldn't have to tell us to stop saying words like N-A-K-E-D. That's on us. Maybe, like me, you were raised to think it was okay to say words that start with N. Well, it's time to unlearn that. For instance, instead of saying, hmm, I'm hungry for N-A-C-H-O-S, try saying, hmm, I'm hungry for cheesy chips. It can be exhausting educating people, but it is such a small step that can make a huge difference. For example, once I was at a restaurant with a friend and she tried to order N-A-C-H-O-S, I interrupted her and I tried to tell her that they're called cheesy chips, but she got defensive and argumentative. She said that since Spanish is her first language, she should be allowed to say N-A-C-H-O. And so I said, well, maybe you should speak English. I think if a black person had been there, they would have shaken my hand and said thank you for calling them cheesy chips. It isn't easy being an ally. You might even lose friends. But at the end of the day, I'm proud to say I always stand up for what I believe in. Yeah, virtue signaling is so hard today. It was later found out by her that the letter M looks just like two N's put together. And so she immediately apologized for that and refuses to use any words that begin with the letter M. I, at some point, though, she's going to have to worry about words that have the letter N or M anywhere in them at all and have to get rid of that. Let's see. Lee is in Laramie's. 38 Fahrenheit in Bosler. Really? 38 Fahrenheit? You know, okay. So there's a contest now. Who's going to be colder, Bosler or Jeffrey City? This is going to get nasty today. But nice thing is it does slowly warm up. There's, I tell you what, I can explain it all. Here comes Don Day's extended forecast because we do get out of this sub-zero weather. It's just a struggle to get out of it, but we do. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 648 so time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Okay, so Frank, I have this picture in front of me. A beautiful, beautiful jet airplane. Yes. And it can carry a whole bunch of people. The plane is colored blue. And on the back of it is a painting or whatever it is of the helmet for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> and it says, Dallas Cowboys airplane takes you anywhere you want to go, just not the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the one plane that they, that, that's sitting in the middle of a field. Have you seen that picture? No. It's an Airbus 320. I mean, it's just yeah. sitting out there in the middle of a field that nobody seems to own. Oh, <laughs> well, airplane? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know how they got it there. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, how did this get? Yeah, somebody did find. I, you know, you imagine uh, follow a lot of different uh, YouTube and other websites and so on about airplanes because I'm such a buff. One guy went to I forget where the airport was, and he's standing in front of this beautiful personal private jet, but it's old and it's falling apart. And he says, this is the last jet Elvis bought. Really? 
before he died and it's really it was barely ever flown and it's been just sitting in a boneyard ever since so this guy decided to buy it and fix it up I bet you that if the interior was done, it'd have been over the over the top. I probably was. Yeah, I haven't seen the rest of his restoration video yet. But right away, I picture the kind of shag carpet that you can get <laughs> yeah. stuck in. And, and this is on the on the on the on the walls of the thing too. Well, know? I mean, you probably saw um, the Austin Powers movie. Remember his airplane? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, with the round bed and all of that and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm thinking Elvis probably did oh, I'm back sure, yeah. in the 70s. Okay, so some people get their nice, big, plush airplanes like that and they do whatever you... I did see a video recently. Uh, it just popped up on my feed. Someone decided to do a story of the inside of Donald Trump's airplane. Oh, Oh, oh that, that, that his 757 God. that he has? There is enough gold inside the airplane to coat the outside of the airplane. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he really, it is, that's why when he became president, he got on Air Force One and was completely unimpressed. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, like, really? He gets on Air Force One, he's like, oh, I'm sitting in yes, coach. Yes, yeah, this is just horrible <laughs> over here. You know, it's not, and he, of course he has his own personal stewardess and oh, flight course, crew. Yeah. And oh. I think I wrote up, I did write up a story, I can't remember what it is right now, but how much per hour it costs to run that thing. It was something like $40,000 an hour. An hour? Yeah. Oh, holy cow. Well, in the National Football League playoffs, chalk went up for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen. They beat Pittsburgh 31-17 last night. Bills got off to a great start with Allen throwing a pair of touchdown passes in the first quarter and a sensational 52-yard run for a TD in the second quarter. But really after that first quarter was an even game and Pittsburgh hung right in there until the very end. Allen was 21 of 30 for 203 yards, three TD passes, and no turnovers, and that's the kind of rarity for him. So Buffalo will get another home playoff game on Sunday afternoon at 4.30 when they will host the Kansas City Chiefs. The other AFC playoff game this weekend will have Houston at Baltimore and it'll be on Saturday. Also in the NFL playoffs last night, Tampa Bay cruised by Philadelphia 32-9. Tampa Bay has won six of the last seven. This was a monumental collapse for the Philadelphia Eagles who started out the season 10-1 and then lost six of the last seven games. So in the NFC playoffs on Saturday, Green Bay will be at San Francisco and Tampa Bay will be at Detroit on Sunday. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at New Mexico tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 4-0 and in Mountain West play and 9-6 and overall after a 72-55 Went over San Diego State their last time out. New Mexico two and two in league play and eleven and six overall. That's a seven p.m. start from the pit in Albuquerque tomorrow night. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be at home on Saturday in Laramie to meet Nevada. The Pokes are nine and eight overall, two and two in Mountain West play after a sixty-eight sixty-seven win over Fresno State back on Saturday. UW won that game at the buzzer thanks to a quell cut, and that's the second time Cott has won a game for Wyoming as time expired. Nevada right now has a record of fifteen and two and two and one in league play. High school basketball over the weekend. There were a ton of cancellations due to the weather, but a few schools got games in for the boys on Friday. Laramie overall on 72-65. Cheyenne Central got by Scottsbluff, Nebraska, 58-51. And then on Saturday, Central beat Cherokee Trail, Colorado, 74-67. And Scottsbluff beat Cheyenne East, 63-51. For the girls on Friday, Laramie overall on 56-38. Central over Scottsbluff, 61-59. On Saturday, East beat Scottsbluff, 42-37. National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche lost on the road to Mount Montreal last night, four to three. So they are twenty-eight, thirteen, and three in second place in the Central Division. The Avs have won twelve of the last fifteen, and that's it in sports. So Lee, who's out there in Bosler, just <laughs> sent me a note saying he has to warm up his truck before he goes out and 
checks on the cows, and he's still like negative 30 or something. Oh. I do have a story here from Cowboy State Daily. Lee, you're going to want to listen to this. Check the bulls, because apparently it can get so cold out there and has been that some of the bulls will not be able to do what you have bulls Whoa, ever again. Their, their, their oysters are frozen? Yes, uh, yeah, permanently just done. Ooh. So uh, you be very careful if you have bulls out there Ooh. to make sure. What do you do to take care of that? Somebody need to knit something here? I'm not sure oh, how this works, Frank. I, I, don't, I, not, I, I, I don't really want to know. I don't really want to know that either. But there's a problem, and somebody's got to come up with a solution. It ain't us. All right. right. Thank you, Frank. No, it's not me. I don't. <laughs> That's the story with Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming temperatures are cold enough to freeze a bull's <clears throat> off. Literally. And maybe we'll get into that next time. Among other things that are really important news and songs. Wake up, Wyoming. Tuesday morning, 7.06 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Trump supporters, well, of course, he just creamed everybody in the first caucus in Iowa. Long way to go from here, but that's how it started out. Where Swami dropped out of the race, gave his support to Trump. You might have heard this in the news. Now we just wait to see what the, uh, the, the next primaries and caucuses will do. As I've said before, and I was saying in the first hour of the program, if you missed it, for your Trump supporters out there, congratulations. Now, just be careful. Remember now, it's never over till it's over. Don't ever believe that you've got this all sewn up and in the bag. you got to fight all the way through until the end in order to make sure that you have victory. Today's show is sponsored by whiskey-flavored cough syrup. goes down just like, well, it's actually just whiskey. So, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I got a few topics here that are outside because, as far as I'm concerned, everything that was said about last night's caucus has already been said. It's there's not much to analyze here. Trump won by a long shot. So I'm going on to other topics unless you want to drag me back. Warning: This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call the show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So, um, yeah, I, that's why I'm, I am staying away from You're going to watch, if you do turn on the television, nothing about, well, it's going to be nothing but the Iowa caucus and overanalyzing every little detail on it. And... All of that for you sports fans out there is a lot like watching the pregame show and the postgame show, which mean absolutely nothing to what's happening out there. And most of the pundits are wrong. Now, let me get on to something just slightly different. I was, 
chatting with a gentleman online before, who's a listener to this program before I got on the air, and he sent me a couple of links, which I had, but I thought, no, we should, we should put these two together because it makes sense. Now, the story starts in Canada, but comes to Wyoming, all right? So first, let's go up to Canada. Question, how did Alberta win power? end up facing blackouts in the extreme cold. Yeah, we hit peak demand on Thursday, the story said, and it looks like we were going to be just fine. There's no indication that we were going to be in a situation where we might have to shed a load like we did last night. Suddenly, 48 hours later, and warnings of potential blackouts and brownouts, which you don't want to have blackouts doing the kind of weather that we've been having. And if you think it's been cold here in Wyoming, go up to Canada. Take a look at what they've been going through. So why? They have all these wind turbines out there, all these solar panels. What, what could possibly go wrong? Quote, I'm wondering how we got from fairly stable on Thursday to what we were experiencing the next night. And again, the next evening. With extreme cold, the story says, we're seeing very, very high demand. Real gosh, when it gets cold out there, there's high demand for electricity. We set an all-time record Thursday night. They said the key difference, there's never one single factor that puts us on a grid alert. It's extreme cold for sure, but other problems as well. Very little wind. As Don Day has told us many times before when he gives his weather forecast, when it gets really cold, the air just doesn't move. And so you have no wind power there. By the way, I posted on my social media. As I was driving home yesterday, I passed an apartment building. It's a newer apartment building. And on the side of the building, hanging down at an angle, they have a pretty good size solar power array. It's not small. Well, it's fine if they want to supplement their energy that way. That, that, that's okay. But it was all covered in snow. So that's not being very effective, is it? And it's extremely cold out there. That building's being kept warm by coal. But all right. Story says, and of course, we get into a peak period from 4 to 7 p.m. That's a time when we don't have any solar power in Canada. So on Thursday, we're in a bitter situation. No wind, no solar power. And they're facing blackouts and brownouts. Okay, so you get the idea with that story there, right? That's what ha- has been happening up in Canada, where if you think it's been cold here, look at what they've been going through. Cowboy State Daily here in Wyoming. Canadian energy giant wants to build one of Wyoming's largest solar farms. At this point, I have to ask why. <clears throat> it really, why? Why would you even bother? Now, I've always thought that building a wind or solar farm or just using them in general. I'm not, just so you know, I'm not opposed to them. There's two things I, well, several things I want. One, let's make sure that it's not subsidized, that it's the free market that decides how much of that's going to be used. And don't lie about it. Don't tell me it's clean, green, sustainable, affordable, reliable, et cetera, et cetera, because none of that's true. It's not any of those things. It's fine to have wind and solar as an extra supplemental thing. So in other words, when the wind is blowing and when the sun is shining, we get just extra power there. 
That's nice, right? It's a nice, bright, sunny, breezy day. So you got some extra power out of that. That's fine. But to decide it's going to be our main source of power is nuts. Reliability alone should tell you that, among other things. Okay, here's a story from Cowboy State Daily. Despite an Arctic blast and heavy snowfall blanketing Laramie County, a Canadian pipeline and energy company wants to build a sprawling solar power farm that could power Wyoming industry, he says. The gambit is that the latest investment for a uh, state of an energy giant called Enbridge, Inc., uh, since it built a pipeline to carry crude oil across uh, Wyoming. Under the proposal, and thank them for doing that, really. I, I like that they built a pipeline to move crude oil. Hundreds of temporary jobs could be created. That's great. Beginning early in 2025, if they do this, it would be about a 4,000-acre solar farm, according to permit and applications that they're pushing for at this point. The proposed uh, offer for energy firm, however, designates the power for large industrial corporate customers. So they want not for homes, but for corporate customers is what they want this for. Now, again, my thought is, hey, if you're investing your own money, go for it. And there's Bert and Cheyenne. Hey, Glenn, same problem for Texas during the heat of last summer. Yeah. Now, on that note, where was the last one I got? Um, ah, okay. This one I thought was a really good story. I was sent this this morning as well. Giant desert solar farm might have unintended consequences for climate change. What? The world's most forbidding deserts could be the best place on Earth for harvesting solar power, right? Most abundant and clean source of energy we have. Deserts, well, it's not really clean, actually. They'd say it's clean energy. Go take a look at how solar panels are made. And by the way, you cannot make solar panels without petroleum and coal. That's how they're made. Anyway, deserts are spacious, flat, rich in silicon and other raw materials. Researchers imagine it might be possible to transform the largest desert, the Sahara, into a giant solar farm capable of meeting four times the world's current energy demand, which, again, it won't do that, but anyway. While the uh, black surfaces of solar panels absorb most of the sunlight that reaches them, only a fraction, about 15% of the incoming energy, gets converted into electricity. The rest is returned to the environment as heat. Oh, so those black... Okay, so... The environmentalists will claim and complain that rooftops, for example, oftentimes have black tar on them. Well, that's leading up to the heating of the earth and black roads. Remember, they've tried to paint roads white because we need to reflect this heat back into the atmosphere and in, into space. Well, okay. Your solar panels are what color? The rest is returned to the environment as heat. The panels are using much darker than the ground covers, so the solar cells will absorb about 15% of the energy to make electricity, and the rest is reflected back into the atmosphere as heat. (laughs) So let's go ahead, and uh, the story goes on from there with a whole bunch of other subjects. But listen, I wonder, does the cult of climate change know that, that not only... Are your solar panels made out of coal and petroleum products? But also, according to this study here, solar panels help make the area warmer. 
than it would have been otherwise. When if they know that? 716, wake up. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Two is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. All right, Tom, so get into a little bit of story up in Canada if you just joined me. The Canadian story is they have a huge area of wind and solar farms, and it stopped providing energy for them during this big winter blast. And if you think we've had a cold, you should look at Canadian temperatures. It's really been nasty. Not the time to run out of energy. Thankfully, they have backups, which should be their main source of energy like coal and natural gas plants, so they would have really been in trouble. All right, now, a couple of stories that go with that. Charging electric vehicles in Canada's deep freeze. This guy named Mark up there says, took my wife to work today for safety's sake. It's a, it took 45 minutes this morning. Saw a fellow sitting in his EV at the charging station. The businesses were all closed, so there's nowhere for him to go inside to stay warm. He had to stay in his vehicle. I really briefly spoke with him. <laughs> God, this poor guy. He's got to charge his vehicle. He's not around home to do it, so okay. And see. Uh, briefly spoke with him as he uh, waited for the stores to open so we can go into the stores. He had been sitting in the car running its heater. And that was taking twice as long to charge because he's got to run his car and run his heaters while his car charges. Ideally, the best way, of course, to do it is just shut everything down. And it'll charge faster, right? The fellow said he took a trip to Saskatchewan. And, well, the trip usually is about, uh, th- it takes three times as long as it does in the springtime because of the cold. His charge today was about $100, and he got two hours of sitting there with heaters on, and he's only two-thirds charged. He said he likes his EV, but only in the summer. But he said only if it's not too hot, AC drains the battery very fast, just like the heater does. So if you live in Canada and you're considering buying an EV or any northern climate area, make sure your pockets are deep and you never are going to be on schedule. So this gentleman wished him luck, but there's really nothing he can do unless he wanted to come along. And hopefully this guy got his vehicle charged and was able to move down the road. Now, on that note, story headline here. Chicago area Tesla charging stations lined with dead cars in freezing cold. Bunch of dead robots here, they say. Story reads, desperate Tesla owners in and around Chicago were seen trying to charge their vehicles with no luck among frigid temperatures. Let me give you an idea of what's happening here. This is a small idea, very small compared to the car. And so I show up here at work. Temperatures were like negative one or two or something like that when I got to work, right? which is better. Actually, that feels warmer than it has felt when we were like negative 20 something, right? So I actually noticed the difference. So, all right. I get out of my vehicle. I start walking toward the station. And of course, I've got my little key fob there and I go to push the button to lock the vehicle and it's not working hmm why isn't that working should work right wouldn't work 
I get inside the building and I think about it for a moment, you know, probably because it's cold. So I waited a bit for my little kebab to warm up. And then I walked up to a window and pushed the button to lock and it, boom, locked the car. It, the whole thing felt cold in my hand. Of course, cold and warmth will affect your batteries. Here's part of the reason why. So here's Tesla owners in the Midwest, in Chicago, trying to charge their vehicles and having trouble doing it. Story says charging stations have essentially turned into car graveyards in recent days as temperatures have dropped to the negative double digits. Quote, nothing, no juice, still zero. Zero percent. People have been sitting there trying to charge their vehicles, and the ba- the batteries are barely taking the charge. These are people who went out and bought an electric vehicle. For whatever reason, some of them might be buying the electric vehicles because they really like the idea of an electric vehicle. Other people might be buying the electric vehicle because, you know, gosh, save the planet. Whatever the reason is, they bought electric vehicles. And I guarantee you they're rethinking that right now. So one gentleman, several other Tesla owners, a line of Tesla owners, were trying to charge their cars. I mean, long lines of abandoned cars, other Teslas, that people have said, I can't stay here. I'm going to call a cab, get a ride home. This is a crazy disaster, said one Tesla owner. She then abandoned her car and got a ride from a friend. We got a bunch of dead robots here, one man said. Another man told a Fox News station he landed Saturday night Chicago O'Hare International Airport and found his Tesla dead and unable to start, and he was forced to hire a flatbed tow truck to get home with his vehicle. One expert told a news outlet that cold weather can impact the ability for the electric vehicles to charge properly, which is what we're seeing here. It's not just plug and go. You have to precondition the battery, meaning you have to get the battery up to an optimal temperature before you can really start to charge the thing. Okay. Now, again, what to me, what that says is there are uh, electric car owners out there that were very pleased with themselves when they bought their car for whatever reason. Okay. And they're beginning to find out the mistake that they made as they face conditions like this. Like the gentleman said... In the Canadian story I gave you, hey, in the summertime, his car just works great and he loves his car, except when it gets too hot, then running that air conditioner really just screws everything. But when it gets too cold, he's really got a problem, especially when he's not home and he's got to recharge somewhere remotely. And especially if you're stuck somewhere where the businesses are closed because it's basically a snow day for everybody. And you got to sit there with your electric car with the heater running, which doesn't help because it's not going to charge as fast. Boy, what a waste of time that is. A lot of these people are going to end up returning these vehicles after an experience like that. And sales will plummet. But we weren't supposed to get this cold, were we? Right? Global warming and all of that, whatever the case is. All right. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Speaking of cold and weather... 7.45, Don Day joins me. We're going to talk about the weather and how it is going to change over the next few days. We eventually get out of this cold snap, just not right away. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
cold. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. Morning, Rianne. Uh So, in I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time on this. If you just joined me, I was talking about uh, abandoned electric vehicles up in Canada and in Chicago because of all the extreme cold out there and how they're having problems and starting to people who purchase these vehicles are starting to regret these vehicles. And it made me think of something. I'm going to give you a, you know, I'm a big aviation buff, right? There is an airplane that unfortunately got a bad rap, a bad rap, and they don't make it like they used to anymore, even though it was a brilliant design. So there's a four-seater airplane, single propeller-driven four-seater airplane called a Bonanza. And somebody in Bonanza had come up with this great idea that instead of having the traditional tail that you see on an airplane... The rudder sticking up and the elevators going, you know, sideways there. They made it a V-tail. So forget the rudder that sticks up. Just picture the letter V on the back of the airplane. And that's the tail section. And it's a, it's a brilliant design, especially because it reduces weight and drag a lot. And so that plane became really fast. And it was put out there, I think it was in the 60s it was put out. And people thought, what a great design. It was. Very efficient, fast airplane. People loved it. But then there were accidents for a couple of reasons. One, you're not supposed to maneuver that airplane to the point to overstress the tail. And that was told to people who purchased the airplane. But it didn't matter. They would overstress it anyway. Even though they were told to stay below these limits when you're maneuvering. But they would maneuver over those limits anyway because they were having fun going so fast. Also, they made the mistake, Bonanza made the mistake, of making the flaps and the landing gear two buttons that looked exactly the same right next to each other. Yeah, and so sometimes people would go to, let's say, to move the flaps and they would accidentally raise the landing gear. It was just horrible. It was a mistake. So it was called because of that several, quite a few doctors who wanted airplanes had died in the V-tail Bonanza. So Bonanza reinforced the V-tail, so there's not that maneuvering problem anymore. Okay, It's a little heavier than they wanted, but it's a nice strong tail, and it's still a brilliant design. And they fixed the problem with the landing gear switch, if you will, looks completely different than what you would use to put the flaps down, and they're on different sides of the control console. There, that solved that problem. So problem fixed, right? Problem fixed? Okay. So what happened to the Bonanza sales then? Vtail Bonanza sales tanked because it got the reputation of the doctor killer. The reputation's not deserved. The plane now is fine. Go buy one. They're great. Nope, sales died because of a bad reputation. So Bonanza, they continue to sell those airplanes to this day, but now it just has a regular tail section on it because nobody even wants to see a Vtail anymore. Because of that bad reputation, right? It's too bad. It was a brilliant design. Electric cars do have actually some advantages. If you, for those people who like to put their foot down and just take off, oh, nothing takes off faster than an electric car. It's instant torque. Yeah. 
uh, gas-powered engines, by comparison, are extremely inefficient compared to an electric engine and how much energy actually goes right to where you need it when you need it. The problem is, well, there's other problems with electric cars that over time could be solved. But the stories that I'm giving you now show how I don't think they're going to solve them fast enough. And because of that, and and it's a, it's an artificial marketplace. It's your government trying to subsidize a marketplace and get you into electric cars whether you want one or not. And because of that, there's not true competition out there. So between not having too true competition for the marketplace because of government subsidies and because of the bad rap electric vehicles are now getting bad experiences people are having even if somebody some brilliant company were to come along and solve all of the electric vehicle problems it's going to be too late it'll be too late because like with the bonanza the reputation was damaged and it may never recover from that so people will just go back to doing what they were doing before, despite what the Biden administration wants, despite what the left really wants from you. People just aren't going to buy these things because of the bad reputation. Even if everything were to be solved, reputation destroyed, electric car done. You know, if you think about it, your belly button is basically just a scar that you got in a knife fight. With a guy in a mask after being evicted from your first place. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 745 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don. What people want to hear is that the temperature is going to slowly, steadily get nicer by the weekend. That's what they want to hear. Yeah, by the weekend for sure. But to get there, yeah. to get to the weekend, we've got to go through a little bit of a warm up and some wind. Then the Arctic air backs westward as we get into uh, the late tomorrow night into Thursday and Friday before temperatures go up over the weekend and stay up a little bit. So uh, there's going to be a little bit of weather whiplash going on between now and the weekend. See, they don't want to hear that. Uh, sometimes the truth hurts. Okay, okay yeah. You just got okay. to go with it. Go with it. Now, a couple of things I think that are probably good news. Between now and the weekend here, the high country looks like gets some pretty good snow. Yeah, there's another wave of snow coming to the mountains. It'll start in the western part of the state tonight. And tomorrow and into Thursday, another really good covering of snow will hit Wyoming's mountain ranges. Uh, we saw as low as a 5% increase in Wyoming's northern and western mountains, as much as a 30% increase in snowpack in the Little Snake and the Upper Platte River drainages. I mean, we had feet of snow yeah. in the mountains over the weekend, and we really, really needed it. Now, of course, that's led to really high avalanche danger. Uh, folks who want to go play in the snow this weekend really need to keep that in mind. Okay. Now, uh, back to the temperature thing. In talking with listeners this morning all around not just Wyoming but around the region, this goes back to depending on where you are because there are some people that are in the 
not just lower elevations, but kind of down in a bit of a bowl. And man, they had some cold temperatures this morning compared to well, where I'm at. I got up this morning. You know, negative one actually feels good after you've been through negative 27. Yeah, and you're right. The basins in the low-lying areas, you know, Warland was 35 below, Thermopolis 31 below, Laramie hit 30 below. And that's always a problem when you get these deep, um, bitter cold air masses that come in, especially when there's snow on the ground. Sometimes even when the, the bigger, larger pieces of Arctic air get pushed out, there's always a little bit of a pocket of or two of Arctic air that could linger in some of the valleys. And that's always something you got to watch for. Okay. So, so those those low-lying areas are going to be susceptible still some very cold nights. And I guess we got to wait for something, what, to push that air out? Yeah, and you know what pushes the air out? Wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots and of wind, wind, yeah. Yeah, so if you want it warmer, it's got to get windy. Yeah, okay, that's going to happen. All right, thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Don Day from Day Weather. Well, I, I wanted to have that conversation for folks who were sending me notes from, you know, Laramie, Bosler, places like that. All right, off we go. To, speaking of the icebox, Frank Gambino, who's waiting by. <clears throat> so, Frank, about last year, around this time, gentleman called this program and said that he had opened up the back door for his dog to go out, and the dog just went, no. Forget about it. Yeah. yeah. And the dog just decided to take his chances and hold it. How did that turn out? Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you got it, right? Because that scenario repeated itself over the last four days. Yes. Now, uh, yesterday, I was talking with our friend down the hallway, Ian. Who said that on Monday and Tuesday, his dog went outside and did its business. But on Monday, the dog just looked at him and went, nope, turned around, <laughs> went into the living room and just dropped a big load right there. So in right other words, there, huh, yeah. the dog has decided, I know if I do this in the living room right there in the middle of the floor, I know what's coming. But be that, yeah. that will feel better than what's outside. So I'll take my punishment inside rather than going outside and having to do it. Yeah, the dog says, why should I go outside? You're not going outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, You want to join me? Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's only 10 below. That's, you know? that's right, yeah. So I think dogs are making decisions <laughs> here based on, and, and frankly, in Ian's case and in the case from last year, I side with the dog on this. Yeah, I think it, but then again, I mean, come on. Yeah. Get out there for a minute, come right back yeah. in. Well, is there something, kind of a compromise we can come up with with these animals? Do you have some way to set up something for them in the garage? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, see, so you can do that, right. Or if you have a cat, can the dog borrow the cat's litter box? Possibly, yeah. Can yeah. you teach the dog to go ahead and do that? There's got to be something you could set up because the poor thing. And I, the one picture I saw, this is actually of a cat, okay, Paul. There is a sliding glass door, mm-hmm. and outside the sliding glass door is fresh snow. Okay. And there is one paw print, and that's it. <laughs> And the, it's kind of like dipping the paw in the water. Yes, and the caption is, biggest nope of this winter. <laughs> <laughs> They're smarter than we are. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess, again, I'm siding with the animals on this one, but there's got, you know, I think I'll go ahead and do that. I, there's got to be someone who's come up with something to help these poor animals out. Now, there's other animals that it doesn't matter. Like oh, a, no. I, I know some people who own Alaskan Huskies. Oh, they, they, they want to be outside all day? Oh, you can't. It, it doesn't matter if it got the negative temperatures. They don't want to come inside. Right. Because those crazy humans inside have the heat on. Yeah, so now and, they're broiling hot. Yes, that's just miserable for these dogs. They would rather be out. And I've seen videos of owners saying to their dogs in the backyard, come on, you want to come in? And the dog again is going, no, no, no I'm good. No.
National Football League playoffs. Chalk went up for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen. They beat Pittsburgh last night, 31-17 in Buffalo. A lot of snow there. Bills got off to a great start with Allen throwing a pair of touchdown passes in the first quarter and a sensational 52-yard run for a TD in the second quarter. After that first quarter, it was an even game and Pittsburgh kind of hung right in there until the very end. Allen was 21 of 30 for 203 yards and three TD passes, no turnovers, and that's a, a rarity for him. Buffalo gets another home playoff game on Sunday afternoon at 4.30 to host the Kansas City Chiefs. The other AFC playoff game this weekend will have Houston at Baltimore, and it'll be on Saturday. Also in the NFL playoffs last night, Tampa Bay cruised by Philadelphia 32-9. Tampa Bay has won six of the last seven, and a monumental collapse for the Philadelphia Eagles, who started out the season 10-1, of 10-1, and and then lost six of the last seven. So in the NFC playoffs on Saturday, Green Bay will be at San Francisco. Tampa Bay will be at Detroit on Sunday. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at New Mexico tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 4-0 in Mountain West play, 9-6 overall after a win over San Diego State their last time out. New Mexico comes into tomorrow night's game at 2-2 two two in late play and 11-6 overall. It's a 7 p.m. start tomorrow from the Pitt in Albuquerque. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team at home on Saturday in Laramie to beat Nevada. The Pokes got to 9-8 overall, 2-2 two two in Mountain West play, beating Fresno State 68-67 over the weekend as UW won that game at the buzzer thanks to a qual caught. That's the second time he caught his one a game as time has expired. Nevada right now has a record of 15-2 and two and they are 2-1 and one in league play. High school basketball from over the weekend, there were a ton of cancellations over the weekend, but a, a few games were, were got in for the boys on Friday. Laramie overall on 72-65. Cheyenne Central got by Scott's Bluff, Nebraska 58-51. On Saturday, Central beat Cherokee Trail, Colorado 74-67 and Scott's Bluff over Cheyenne East 63-51. For the girls on Friday, Laramie Army over Rollins 56-38. Central beat Scotts Bluff 61-59. And Sunshine Cheyenne East defeated Scotts Bluff 42-37. National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche losing on the road to Montreal last night 4-3. But the Avs are still 28-13-3 in second place in the Central Division. And they've won 12 of the last 15. And that's it in sports. So I did come across an article here. And this is so stupid. Found the website Pet Helpful. Pet. Why do dogs refuse to go potty when it's cold out? Well, why do you think? You already answered the question in the title because it's cold out. (laughs) Duh. Really? I mean, for those people, you ever have this happen? You ever stay in some building that's really cold and you need to go in and use the men's room and you know that seat's going to be freezing? Yeah. Other time, I went to a football game once. The men's room was so warm and it was so cold outside. The guy who was guarding the door said, you guys need to pee and get out of here. <laughs> there's, a, there's a line of people. Get out. <laughs> the last place I really want to hang around. It just, the, I mean, it might be warmer in here, but that can't smell good. In the men's room, yeah. After yeah. you pay all that money to go to the football game. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, I spent a lot of money going to a football game to hang out in the men's room because it's warmer there. I don't think you got your money's worth. I'm just tossing that out there. I and Marbleton to quote Calvin and Hobbes, I hate it when I go outside and my boogers freeze. So wake up, Wyoming.
8.06 of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday. It is a bit warmer now. At least we're into the single digits without a negative number for where I am anyway. I was talking with Don Day about this just a few minutes ago. Some of you are in the negative numbers are really cold because you're in a sort of a bowl area that's collected that cold weather and it's not really moving out yet. Others of us, we're in a heat wave. I went to my car, you know, I I had to work 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking out to my car. It's negative 1, which felt a whole lot better than when I went to work and it was negative 27. That actually was a noticeable difference. Didn't feel bad. So today, even though I'll be in the single digits today weather-wise, that's going to feel a whole lot better than it's been until the wind arrives. Then, oh, man, that's, I mean, that's just going to be nasty. All right, now. If you're someone who lives, uh, let's say, in the Natrona County area and you either have a house or a business to sell or you wanted to buy one, whatever the case is, you know what the market can be like today, right? It's, it's been a bit tough. And a lot of – we can go through all the reasons why the marketplace has been kind of tough, but it has been. It's a good idea to get with someone who can go ahead and either move that property or help you find a piece of property who knows the area and has been around for a good long time. Like, for example, Lisa Burgess and Associates Real Estate. If you know the Casper area right in downtown, there's Central and 2nd Street right across from the Rialto Soda Fountain is where her office is. I like to sometimes walking down the sidewalk, I'll stop her just a bit and I'll take a look at some of the real estate pictures she has for sale and just kind of look at them wondering, well, what if? Just what if? So, for example, they had just recently a customer named Fred who had had his property listed for six months and was getting nowhere on this. Listed with Lisa Burge and Associates, and they got it done within about 48 hours to give you an idea of how good they are. So, you can find them online. Go ahead and type in Lisa Burge and Associates. Uh, They're team is ranked one of the highest sales teams in Wyoming. In fact, in the Natrona County area, they sell around 375 houses a year on average there with five-star reviews on Google, places like that. Give them a try if you've been trying to buy or sell property. They've been around for a good long time in the area, so they know the area as well. You're talking to people who are not a fly-by-night organization. They are from here. And that's one of the reasons, among many, plus their sales techniques, that they sell homes so well. All right. You've been waiting on it. Let's do it. The most dangerous time for this show. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. You Trump supporters last night, you had a great night. I know it. So let's take a look at the numbers here. I can go ahead and break everything down like all sorts of pundits are going to be doing all day long. I'll just tell you this. When you take all of the other candidates running against Trump and combine all of their numbers 
together. Just imagine that being one candidate. Trump still beats him. That's how good he was in the caucus last night. Now, of course, a caucus operates completely differently than just showing up and voting. Because you actually, if you're involved in a caucus system, you actually have to get involved. It's it, Look it up if you've never seen how the system works. Look, you got to actually show up and have conversations with people and try to talk other people into voting for your guy. I mean, it's, it's a really difficult system, but it's made that way for a reason. And I think it's a good system, but it involves people who really are involved. So Trump just cleaned up last night. Now, I was warning earlier this morning those people who are Trump supporters, and I'll say it again. That doesn't mean that this is a done deal. Please remember that. And the analogy I used in the first hour of the program is, so for you sports fans, I actually used a sports analogy, even though I have no idea what I'm talking about. For you sports fans, I've seen this happen. Here's two teams battling out. We'll say it's football, right? And one team has just been dominating the whole game. And we're down to the last few minutes of the game. And so a lot of fans are looking at the score and looking at what's been happening. Well, we're done. And so they want to get ahead of the crowd and leave the stadium early before the rush starts and the traffic jams and all that. So they get up, they leave, they get home and find out, what What do you mean? What? At the last minute, the whole game changed. And that team that was getting its butt handed to them the entire time pulled something out did something and won it at the last minute. Now, you sports fans know that that happens from time to time. I also gave the example of Howard Dean uh, some years ago, how he was in the Democrat race for the uh, nomination, Democrat Party for president. Howard Dean was way ahead of everybody, way ahead in the polls, way ahead in the money. He had it going, and when it came to the primaries and caucuses, it never even came close. Don't believe the polls at this point. It's a good win for you Trump supporters out there. This was a really good win last night. I think he shows so much support because the more the left and the media attacks Trump, the stronger his base rallies around him. The problem, I think, will be, so let's say, like you want, Trump gets the nomination. Okay. The problem is going to be during the general election convincing the rest of the nation. And there's where you got to make your case. And whether you like it or not, I know you don't believe all of the things that have been said about Trump, but damage has been done. People believe a lot of what they hear, damage has been done. So if you want him to win the general election, you got to start working on it now to convince people. And you're not going to do it by getting angry at anyone. You're going to have to be convincing to show people. So in other words, you Trump supporters have a long way to go here. I still would not discount DeSantis or Nikki Haley. Those two are still in the race. Moswami dropped out, He and he's supporting Trump. But as far as DeSantis and Nikki Haley, they're still in the race. So they still have a chance. Don't discount them yet. You have to wait and see. And there's a lot of work between now and then. Now, that's really all I had to say about earlier this morning. I'd like to hear what you guys think about this, especially whether you're pro or anti-Trump does matter to me. I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. So that's 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Personally, if I could just toss something out there that's some advice, I would say don't 
spend a whole lot of time uh, listening to news or you know any of the pundits that are out there right now. Just don't even bother. The next few days, they're going to be talking about this, and everything that needs to be said about it has pretty much just been said. Yeah. So all of the pundits are there just to fill airtime, and most of it's completely useless. Also, again, those polls mean nothing. I mean, not a thing. Is your life boring? Are you too young for a midlife crisis, but tired of waiting for something to trigger an existential crisis? Why not try generalized anxiety disorder? Make every day a crisis. Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy. And you heard it here first. So many opinions, we had to build the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030, K2 Radio. 8.20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Tuesday morning. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the national debt for just a bit. At least here in a state like Wyoming, they try to stay on budget. Not always good at it, but they try anyway. Uh, when we take a look at the state of Wyoming compared to the national debt, oh, dear God. And people keep asking for more and more money for our uh, whatever projects they might have. Wait a second. There we go. People keep asking for more and more money for all sorts of projects from the federal government on every kind of different level. And the president wants to keep subsidizing all sorts of different things, and we just don't have the money for it. This president will try to uh, claim in this election that he cuts the deficit by a trillion dollars. But, of course, he did vastly the opposite of that. He raised it by so much more. So, came across an article this morning. Just a few things that your government spent money on. One, $659 billion, with a B, for interest on the national debt. Now, I want you to think about that for a bit. Not on to pay off the debt, to pay the interest on the national debt, which continues to skyrocket. Miss Mary, do I have somebody on the phone over here? Because the line lit up and I grabbed it, but I don't see any message from you as to who that would be. So the national debt, the story says, continues to skyrocket from uh, thirty now $34 trillion today. And one of, one of many problems, it says, heavy debt burden, it's sheer volume of money that needs to be spent on interest on the debt. As Senator Rand Paul's report highlights, the U.S. Department of Treasury spent about $659 billion in fiscal year 2023 just on interest payments. What's worse, there seems to be no end in sight to the Congressional Budget Office, which predicts that we will add an additional $2 trillion in debt annually for the next decade. The U.S. government will add over $5 billion of debt for every single day for the next 10 years. $5 billion of debt every single day for the next 10 years. We borrow over $200 million every hour. Just stop and think about that for a minute. We borrow over $200 million every hour. We borrow $3 million every minute. $3 million every minute we borrow. 
we borrow $60,000 every second. Wouldn't you love to get 60000 in just a year? They borrow that every single second. Next, $6 million to boost Egyptian tourism. Story says, it's puzzling how the concept of foreign aid ever got off the ground. One can at least understand the reason for spending taxpayer money on local schools, roads, and things like that. Even if you disagree, but how on earth did they send foreign aid like this? Okay, so here's the deal. The story says, we're going to take your money without your consent, and then we're going to send it to our friends far away. And there's pretty much nothing for you dear taxpayers to do about it even to try to figure out how they're going to spend that money. It's just a last example of the federal government spending $6 million to boost tourism is, is the latest example in Egypt. The U.S. has spent about $100 million on Egypt tourism so far. So let's go ahead and rebuild the pyramids next. But why not? I mean, as long as we're at it, the, the pyramids need a, a lot of repair. So might as well just go ahead and get to it, right? Uh, let's see, next up here. Uh, training Department of Homeland Security employees to be their authentic best selves. The Department of Homeland Security Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency has been pushing some creative training programs, it says, of late. In the federally funded workshop uh, last year, their employees focus on effective strategies to build and sustain psychological safety that allows individuals to show up to work as their authentic best selves. Workshop was part of a five-year diversity, equity, and inclusion and accountability plan. Ironically, the workshop concluded with efforts to suppress protected, uh, protected speech on social media platforms during COVID-19 and other things like this. But gosh, got to be your best self, you know? Okay. How about $38 million to dead people? According to a special task force for tracking COVID payments from the federal government, $38 million went to people who were known to be dead. In fact, $1.3 million of that money went to 30 individuals who had been dead for, well, over a year. COVID relief funding. Now, remember, when the whole COVID thing happened, I remember saying to you guys, most of this money is going to be wasted. They're borrowing trillions of dollars, and most of it will just vanish into the ether. COVID relief funding has, of course, been rife with fraud, says this author, and mismanagement since the beginning. You'd think politicians would have learned their lesson by now. Then again, it's not likely. It's not their money, so what do they care about learning any lesson? What are the taxpayers going to do? Let's see. uh, $8,395 for a lobster tank. Department of Defense Defense pays for a lot of tanks. Yeah, I mean actual battle tanks, right? But $8,395 for a lobster tank. This is exactly what was purchased last year by the Department of Defense. This is Glenn, who's on the phone. It's Mike and Laramie, Glenn. Hello, Mike. What you got? Yeah, about the caucuses. Some 
you know, you're talking about it ain't over till it's over. Remember right. Dewey versus Truman in 1948? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a really good one. I hadn't thought all the way that far back, but okay. No, you're on. Yeah. And then back uh, the first election in Britain after World War II, everybody thought church from the conservatives were going to sweep it because they saved the country. Yeah. And in came the Labor Party. Right. In 1994... Look what happened. The Republicans got both houses of Congress. We got Newt Gingrich as Speaker, and David Jennings was complaining that we, the American electorate, threw a temper tantrum. Right. Yeah, of course. Or even 2016, everybody said, Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win, and look what happened. Right. Yeah. So it ain't over till it's over. Okay. That's why I say for the Trump fans out there, I know they're really excited about what happened last night, and I appreciate that. You know, I mean, it's good to feel good about a win. Yeah. They have a long way to go and a long, hard fight before they win this thing. I mean, I was watching the PBS NewsHour, and, you, and they were disgusted with the AP, like 1% of the people, and they called the uh, caucus for Trump. And they were basing it on entry uh, yeah. interviews. Yeah. They don't even reach for the result. You remember there was a time that they used to do exit polling to find out how people voted when they went to a, yes. not a caucus, you know. But uh, still, exit polling turned out to be oftentimes very wrong because what people would tell the pollsters, most people didn't want to talk to pollsters, so they would avoid them. Those people who did talk to pollsters would want to boost their candidates, so they would exaggerate what they were saying. So polls tended to be really wrong. I mean, I've seen, I mean, if you watch some election, instead of just reporting the results, I've seen results come in. It doesn't matter, president, house, whatever. Right. 2% of the votes in, the Democrats ahead by 100 votes, and they call the election for the Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. 80% of the vote is in, and the Republicans are ahead by tens of thousands, and they say it's too close to call. Right, which is why I say... You've got to watch how these things are reported. I, that's why I always say when it comes to this, I, and I'll tell you what I do, Mike, is I just turn off the television, okay, I, and I don't even watch it. I get up the next morning to find out what happened. I don't want to hear their reporting yeah. during it. I'll tell you what happened after it happened. That's true. I mean, if they would just simply report results without the commentary, it'd be yes. a lot better. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you calling in. Coming up on some local news update on your weather forecast and open phones. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Listen to Glenn Woods anywhere you roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 8.36 in time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, 888 Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. So... Scott in Scott's Bluffs, which Scott, by the way, it's a good idea that you move there because obviously, right? Said, Glenn, 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 what's the big deal about all this money debt talk? We have a Bureau of Engraving to take care of all of this. Everything's just fine. No worries. Rhiannon Ford Danger, these people are so, so stupid, quit pretending to be sneaky about putting our money in your back pockets. We all see you, you twits. The problem is we all see them, but we don't actually do a whole lot about it. And both parties, by the way, are guilty for this. I'm sorry, but they are. You can't really pick favorites. 
So what's the matter, Senator? Flushing all that taxpayer money down the toilet, clogging up the drain again? And how? And nothing works when the money don't flow. And I bet flushing all that Chinese money really clogs the pipes. Oh, with interest. Yeah, Chinese money's the worst. Well, Senator, to keep that money flowing, why not try this new pipe cleaner? It's called Debt Bomb. Debt Bomb? Yes, Debt Bomb, Senator. With all the pressure building up in the pipes from all that money you're flushing down the toilet, well, there's just simply no flow. You need something to clear the clog. But don't worry. The pressure will eventually build up that you can just shove debt bomb into the toilet and everything blows sky high. Yee-haw! Way to go! But there's nothing left. No, Senator, there's nothing. No economy, no country, nothing. Well, you say that like it's a bad thing. Endorsed by governments worldwide, it's inevitable. Debt bomb. Off to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the Dan is on the phone with us. Morning, Dan. Good morning. How are you doing there, Glenn? Uh, live, kicking, and no, nice and warm and cozy inside. Which, by the way, we're finally into positive numbers. Really low numbers, but positive temperatures. That That's a good thing. We're getting here over in Sioux Falls. I think it was just negative six oh, okay. uh, this morning coming into work. And yeah. that makes a difference. Feels a whole lot better, yeah. Okay. So yeah. what about Trump and the DNC? Well, you know, so I... I was kind of wondering, you know, what they have, you know, planned for him on, you know, what they're going to try to set him up with, you know, this time. Oh. Um, so, you know, last time it was, um, you know, colluding with Russia and, mm-hmm. you know, like doing whatever, you know, in hotel rooms and, you know, things like that. And so, you know, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, maybe that he's an actual, you know, alien from out of space or okay. maybe he's, you know, colluding with North Korea or, you know, what it is. I'm kind of, you know, looking forward to what they come up with. Oh, the time. big it one. Because be interesting. Right now they have so many cases against him going. I mean, today, after the caucus, he's got to go to court. So they got so many different irons in the fire. So do you think they're going to try to take one big thing like they did in the past, or are they going to just going to try a lot of little things? You know, death by a thousand cuts. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure they will do, you know, all of these little things, but of course that's just not as entertaining yeah. for the public. No. So sure. there has to be one big thing at least that they'll they'll come up with, you know, along with these okay. little things. I mean, that's what's going to get, you know, media attention and, you know, really, you know, put the hammer down. On well, okay, so Hillary already, already has the alien thing going. We all know she's oh. a reptilian. Sure, so sure. You've got to take that out of there with the reptilian. They tried the porn star thing. Yep. So I don't yep. know if they can go the porn star route anymore. What else they could now? I, you and I probably can't think because I'm sitting here trying to think what could be lower than that. I don't know if you and I could imagine lower than that, but the Democrats will. Oh, they they definitely will. Um, you know, yeah, we we can only you know sink our our brains down to a certain you know yes. point, but it, it'll be interesting. I, I, okay. I really I'm kind of excited to to see what, what okay. will happen. So your prediction is they're going to pull something really big between now and whenever they're going. They're, there's something they're dreaming up. There, yeah, there has to okay. be something that all of a sudden, hey, we just discovered this. Oh, uh-huh. okay. All right. Let's see. The date is one sixteen twenty twenty four. So let's go ahead and start the countdown clock and just see how long. That sounds like a plan. Uh-huh. I, uh, I'll let you know what I hear. All right. Thank you, Dan. Dan calling in from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I don't think he's wrong. <clears throat> That's not, well, no. It, right now, it seems like death by a thousand cuts for Trump. They got so many things they're going after him for. 
including the big insurrection thing, right? And so they're trying to get him thrown off ballots. There's all sorts of different lawsuits against him on so many different items. And they've even indicted him on different things. Now, an indictment does not mean guilt. Indictment and guilt are completely different things. But still, it looks bad to indict someone. So it looks to me like death by a thousand cuts. But does Dan have a point? He might. So do the Democrats come along with something really big? Now, again, they tried the Jennifer Flowers porn star thing a while back. That they thought was going to be a real big one. In fact, I remember, you would remember this. Uh, they spent, the media spent the longest time following Jennifer Flowers around and trying to make something out of that case. The Russian collusion thing, Dan brought that up. What I think was hysterical about that is everything they accused Trump of, of everything on Russian collusion they accused Trump of. Turns out that it was Hillary Clinton that was guilty of all of that and the Obama administration. And as soon as that was exposed and the media finally had to admit it, you know, they just kind of shut up about it. I mean, immediately they just shut up about it. They didn't continue to pursue the story as soon as they found out beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was the opposite. It wasn't Trump and collusion with the Russians and et cetera, et cetera, the whole Steele dossier thing. It was exactly the opposite of that. Time to just shut up media. So what's the next big one? They don't have a steel dossier anymore. They did that. The Russian collusion thing. China. Now, wait, wait, wait. Dan, I might be onto something. I'm just guessing here. Trump colluded with China. You think? Unless you want to try something else that we haven't thought of yet. Now, we all know that the Biden administration and Biden himself and even Hunter have been colluding with China. Do they have Trump colluding with China in this case? Is that big enough or do they need... Because they've already tried Russia. Why not try China? They've already dragged a porn star out. They tried that. Okay. Well, it could be a Chinese thing. Again, you can't go the route of of, of space aliens because Hillary already has that. All right. Well, that, Dan, I think it's where you and I left the conversation... We can only let our imagination sink so far as into how low will you go, how dirty will you get with this. I'm sitting here struggling to try to imagine what will they pull. Because I think Dan does have a point. The death by a thousand cuts thing so far is not doing the kind of damage that they want. I mean, look at what just happened in the caucus. Trump just creamed everybody. I mean, it wasn't just that he won the caucus. If you take all of the other candidates combined, Trump still beat them. Combined, Trump still beat them. So that's not the effect that the Democrats were hoping for. They were hoping to even push conservatives away from Trump. It seems to be having the opposite effect of that. So I guess we can say that death by the thousand cuts is not exactly working the way the Democrats were hoping it was working. Now, I'm just thinking out loud here. So is Dan right? Do they pull out one big thing? So, again, the date, it's January 16th, 2024. The clock is ticking. At what point do they make the big reveal of some massive scandal that you and I never saw coming? telling me to go drink bleach I'm 
not thirsty. Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Got something to say? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat with Glenn on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app from K2 Radio. Eight forty-eight. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, for this next story, we're going to go way, 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 way far away. Okay. Uh, Billings, Montana. No, India. Ooh. Now, in this case, okay. So we have a poor old guy, eighty years old, and he just drops. And of course, they're trying to resuscitate him, and they declare him dead. Okay. And they put him in you know, the ambulance. You know, and they're going to take him off to the morgue and so. On. And on the way there, they hit a pothole, which uh, scares the guy, and he sits up. <laughs> oh, okay. Who needs defibrillators when you can just hit a pothole? No, that would be the the ambulance carrying him hit a pothole. His grandson, who was accompanying them, observed <laughs> at that moment. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the the shock of all of a sudden, the guy that everybody is, con- is considered just dead suddenly goes. <laughs> <clears throat> So <laughs> <laughs> that, that that reminds me of that scene in that Monty Python movie. The whole the, the, oh yeah yeah bring out your bring, bring out your dead. Dead. I'm not dead really. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Give a little money, <laughs> And also, what's that old uh, expression there? Uh, rumors of my death have been greatly yeah, exaggerated. exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. Is that okay. Mark Twain? Uh, I, I forget. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up while you're doing sports. But then there's also who who was it that declared him dead? Who declared who dead? That, well, somebody declared the old guy dead. Oh, well, oh, in India? Yeah. Oh, so the kid did. Or somebody well, did. Somebody did. So, somebody decided he's dead. Okay, well, that person's probably really embarrassed about now. Now, if he's declared dead and turns out not to be, there's one person I would really not trust with any medical opinion that he ever had from then on out. I don't think over there they really care yeah, like, they'll yeah. they go like this yeah you know what we win some we lose some you know i i think you have a cold no i don't believe you because you remember you declared that guy dead yeah and he yeah. wasn't dead so don't tell me that i have a cold i don't think that i do have a cold here drink this you'll feel better sure. no i don't think i will because you're the guy who declared that guy dead and it turned out when he hit a pothole he wasn't anywhere near dead so i don't want to he hear might it. have been dead but the pothole woke him up National Football League playoffs. The Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen advanced to the second round. They beat Pittsburgh last night 31-17. The Bills got off to a great start with Allen throwing a pair of touchdown passes in the first quarter, then a sensational 52-yard run for a TD in the second quarter. After that first quarter, though, it was an even game, and Pittsburgh hung right in there. Allen was 21 of 30 for 203 yards with three TD passes and that rushing score, but no turnovers, and that's a rarity for him. Buffalo gets another home playoff game on Sunday. Sunday afternoon at 4.30, they will host the Kansas City Chiefs. The other AFC playoff games this weekend will have Houston at Baltimore, and it'll be on Saturday. Also in the NFL playoffs from last night, Tampa Bay cruised by Philadelphia 32-9. Tampa has won six of the last seven. It was a monumental collapse for Philadelphia, who started out the season 10-1 and and then lost six of the last seven games. So in the NFC playoffs on Saturday, Green Bay will be at San Francisco. Tampa Bay will be at Detroit on Sunday. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be at New Mexico tomorrow night. The Cowgirls are 4-0 in Mount 
Mountain West play in 9-6 and six overall after a 72-55 victory over San Diego State their last time out. New Mexico comes into that game 2-2 two and two in league play, 11-6 and six overall. 7 p.m. start tomorrow from the pit in Albuquerque. The Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be home on Saturday to meet Nevada. Folks are 9-8 and eight overall, 2-2 two and two in Mountain West play after a 68-67 win over Fresno State on Saturday. UW won that game at the buzzer thanks to uh, Quell Cutt, and that's the second time Cutt has won a game for Wyoming as time expired. Nevada right now has a record of 15-2 and 2-1 and two and one in league play. High school basketball from over the weekend, there were a ton of cancellations due to the weather. A few schools got some games in. For the boys on Friday, Laramie overall in 72-65. Cheyenne Central got by Scotts Bluff, Nebraska 58-51. Then on Saturday, Central over Cherokee Trail, Colorado 74-67. And Scotts Bluff beat Cheyenne East 63-251. For the girls on Friday, Laramie overall in 56-38. Central beat Scotts Bluff 61-59. And then on Saturday, East over Scotts Bluff 42-237. The National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche losing to the Montreal Canadiens 4-3 last night. But the Avs are still 28-13-3. They're in second place in the Central Division. They've won 12 of the last 15. And that's it in sports. So it was Mark Twain. It was Mark Twain, yes. Yeah, the text of a cable sent by Mark Twain to a London press in the United States after his obituary had been published. <laughs> <laughs> Reports of my death Whoopsie. are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Oh, no, yeah. One of the funniest scenes in movie history, by the way, yeah. is to bring out your dad, especially when he dragged the old guy out. And I'm not like, dead yeah. yet. <laughs> All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that you have to take care of. Right after local business, we'll get into news time, national, local, update on your weather for Forecast. You and I get back into it. Wake up, Wyoming. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. We're in an open phone segment. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. This show is sponsored by whiskey flavored cough syrup. Goes down just like, well, it's actually just whiskey. So, so yeah, man. but you can call it cough syrup. That'll work just fine. All right. So a couple of responses since the Dan called up from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Who did that voice, by the way, that you just heard? And just, he tossed it out there. I think it's a good question. So what? Do you, what's the next big thing? Since de- death by a thousand cuts is not affecting Trump, what's the next big thing the Democrats are going to try? Jude and Mills says, next big thing, Trump owes millions in taxes in Eastern Island. Okay, but... Well, we'll see if that's it. Also, Scott in Scott's Bluff. That Scott's got a pretty good one there. 
And he said, a shot in the dark, Trump is not an American citizen like Obama. Now, my answer to that is, well, he is from New York City. Is that really America? Has it been America in a long time? I have no idea. But, if, okay, let's just assume you Trump fans are going to love this. He wins. Democrats have a problem. Here we go. Got to give credit to the Babylon Bee for this one. This is really good. So they wrote up nine items liberals must stockpile to protect themselves in case Trump wins. Well, you got to get ready for this, right? It doesn't matter which political party is. Every time we get to, especially in a presidential election, each political party does that to the last political party. Well, this is it. It's over. Hang on. I'll get to that list in just a minute. Greg is in Laramie. Hi, Greg. Hey, how you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got? Well, I just wanted to give you my uh, comments on the Iowa caucus. Okay. Um, I just don't feel like I can take advice from from mainly evangelicals. Mm-hmm. And Fox News watchers, I, I really do think that um, th- there's a lot more going on out there. And, you know, you're saying that uh, <clears throat> there's going to come up something in the future. I think there's 91 felony counts uh, indicating mm-hmm. that more and more information will come out about how Donald Trump corrupted our government. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, <laughs> in spite of you talking about the Russian collusion, his his uh, campaign manager did go to jail mm-hmm. and did have ties. Yeah, but to, not because he colluded uh, with Russia, but because he lied about other things. The um, collusion uh, part well, happened with the uh, with, with the Clinton campaign there. But wait, let, get, get a little of this, though. You read the Senate, if you read the Senate report, yeah. uh, Oleg DePascra, which nobody hears about, mm-hmm. um, was in contact, not with Hillary Clinton, not at all, but with Paul Manafort and members of the Trump campaign. Right. China has paid Trump during mm-hmm. his presidency yeah. for staying in hotels. Uh, okay. Again, so, it, well, if you're going to go there, then we've got to get rid of Biden, too, for the same thing. Uh, there is no direct Yes, there is. Oh, absolutely the there is. Oh, please, don't even try that. Of not. course there is. Just wait till Hunter Biden testifies. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's it. I, oh, no, I can't wait till Hunter, Hunter Biden testifies. Well, I mean, that's going to be guess, brilliant. I guess but, a lot of Republican but, women just like between, but, naked pictures of, of Hunter Biden. Yeah, just just between you and me, Craig, though, no one from Iowa listening, right? I understand you not really wanting to take advice from Iowa. I was told years ago that Iowa is an acronym for idiots out wandering around. <laughs> And so well, I'd... thankfully, my trip back avoided Iowa. Oh, okay, due to the weather. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> but I did but, stay in Davenport on the way no, out. Here, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing, Rick. That, that I really, I really do honestly think about this. I mean, putting all of that aside for just a bit, I don't believe much. I mean, very little of what comes out of whether it's Fox News or whether it's NBC or CNN or the New York Times and et cetera, et cetera, most of what you hear from any news organization is garbage. And so it's not even worth If you're going to make a decision for your candidate, you can't listen to most of what they're saying because it's, it's either bad reporting or they're lying, which is why I tell people when it comes to a political season like we're in right now, turn all of that off and go get your information somewhere else if you want to really know what's going on. Well, I get my information from elsewhere. I, I certainly feel like I'm yeah. up to date on where things are going and where things come from. Mm. And again, Donald Trump did issue pardons to a lot of people that would have uh, um, sure. corroborated a lot of things. 
So mm-hmm. that's just my take. Okay. Um, we'll see how it goes. Okay. This is going to be interesting. Now, I have, just for you, and this is from Babylon B, which to me has become a real news source because parody has become so close to reality. They have nine things that you, Greg, have to do if Trump becomes president again. Okay. That's what I have coming up next, okay? Okay. Okay. Well, Look I'll, forward I'll, to it. I'm going through it right now. Uh, see, now, I like talking to Greg because he has a good sense of humor about things, even though he and I disagree on everything. But at least he's not Dave from San Francisco. Okay, so Trump wins. Let, let's go back to the Babylon Bee here. With the Iowa Republican caucus in full swing, it's time, they say, for us to confront our deepest, darkest fear. Donald Trump may actually get reelected. What if he does? First off, gun-free zone signs to scare off the roving MAGA gangs and voters. Because you know they're going to be out in force. Oh, they're going to be feeling it. So to scare them off, put up gun-free zone signs. That will keep them at bay. Next, number two, bricks. You're going to need bricks for throwing through windows of local small businesses for democracy. Make sure to wear a brown shirt while you're doing it. Books that say the word gay, you'll need to build up a stash before Donald Trump's burn them all, right? Don't say, you can't say gay. Well, you know, and that was something that in Florida, that whole don't say gay bill, there is no such thing as that. That's not what that was all about. But that's what they claimed. All right. Freeze-dried mail-in ballots. You'll need them to take back our democracy in 2028. Number five. Every episode of Brian Stelter's Reliable Source on DVD, there's no way they will be available for purchase when Trump takes over America and makes us a fascist nation. Which, of course, you know, because he's a Nazi or something like that. Oh, 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 oh. If Trump wins and becomes president, mass and COVID tests to provide you with peace of mind while you're in your bunker. Emergency puberty blockers will be necessary in case your loved ones ever ever need it. You never know. Kleenex to use as you mourn the loss of your precious democracy, even though we're a republic. And while watching uh, your Brian Seltzer's on DVD. And pictures of Trump to stare at hatefully every single day. So get out there, get all of this done. Get ready. This is what you're going to need just in case Trump becomes president again. And I'm sure, I'm sure we can come up with a hell of a lot more than that. Things you want to stockpile. Now, having said that, I turnabout's fair play. I'm sure Greg's sitting there thinking, and if we end up with our same president now, what then? What will you conservatives need to stockpile if we end up, especially if he doesn't make it through and we wind up with our vice president becoming president? What then? Welcome to Woke Radio W-O-K. Let's look at today's calendar and see what we're offended by. Or you can go outside and play by ear. Just make sure everybody feels as miserable as you. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 
921 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, 888 Woods, the phone number. It's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. You know, I wasn't going to do this yet, but I think it's probably time to since we had our first caucus. Because this is really early in campaign season, but why the hell not? Some years ago, I decided to start the Stay Out the Vote campaign, which I bring back every two years. Now, I have to explain this because most of you already get it the moment you hear Stay Out the Vote campaign. But some of you, and it doesn't matter how I try to explain it, some people just don't get it. I find usually the best way to make a point is sarcasm, satire, or humor. But there's always occasionally somebody who doesn't get it. Here's the point of the Stay Out the Vote campaign. Everybody has the right to vote as long as you're a citizen in good standing in this country. You have the right to vote. Absolutely. I'm not talking about your right to vote in the Stay Out the Vote campaign. I'm talking about your responsibility as a voter. Did you educate yourself? Did you actually go out there and do a little bit of research and find and googling a couple of things is not what research is. You really got to know some things. That way, when you show up to vote, and I don't expect you to agree with me, but when you show up to vote and you're handed the ballot, you know what's on that ballot. You're not guessing because there's people. Who, when they get the ballot, this is the first time they've seen it on election day, and they go down the ballot. Uh, a couple of people they they recognize those names, and that person makes them feel good, and so they vote for that. And the rest of it, I don't know. There's that judge thing. There's this ballot initiative. I guess I'll mark this over here. They really don't know. And you're not doing your country or your community any good if you're guessing. So if you can't live up to your responsibility as a voter, do your country a favor, stay home. Now, on Election Day, many – the Democrats are really good at this, more so than Republicans. They'll drive around and pick up people. Literally in cities, they'll go take buses around and load people up and get them registered to vote and take them to the polls. Republicans do it, but they're not as good at it. Anybody, just show up and vote. That's all they want. Just get in there and vote. You. Got, there's always a, a get-out-the-vote campaign just before election time. My stay-out-the-vote campaign is if you don't know what you're talking about, if you don't know what you're doing, you have no idea what's even on the ballot, you don't even know who your mayor is, then instead, tell you what, you stay home. I personally will call your boss and act like your doctor and offer an excuse to your boss. I'm sorry, I can't let him go to work. I've ordered him to stay home as his doctor. Then I'll go ahead. What do you want? You want Chinese? You want pizza? I'll get some food and make sure you have something to watch on television. Maybe we get you some free Netflix or something like that. Garland, would you fetch me a beer on the fridge? So I know everything about the Kardashians, Beyonce, and stuff like that. 
But I know nothing about who my governor is or whoever runs the state. So this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Thank you, darling. I can give you every major stat for the Rockies for the last 15 years, but I can't tell you who the mayor of Denver is. That's the reason why this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Too lazy to stay informed? Then stay home. Stay out the vote. Your country is counting on you. So this officially begins the Stay Out the Vote campaign. Now I'm not going to play the daylights out of this. We have a long way to go. The closer we get, just like with political ads, the closer we get to election time, the more you'll hear some of these ads. Also, we did release some time ago our political lie detector, which will help you decide who to vote for. We hooked this average politician up to a lie detector so we could discern exactly when he was lying and when he was telling the truth. Good morning. Ooh, off to a bad start. I'm happy to be here. Really? Can't even tell the truth about that, huh? Your government is hard at work. Not doing well, are we? We we have solved many problems. Come on, just tell the truth once. Care about your well-being. I don't think he has it in him. I'm telling the truth, I mean. We will take responsible steps. Come on now, this is for all the money. Well, we want to solve these problems. We have faith in you. Well, no, we don't. Because the last administration... Ooh, swing and a miss. I promise I will... I'm thinking this is not going to end. End well. Oh, I promise. I will. I. Uh, uh, oh. oh. Uh, huh? Come on. And there you have it. A perfect score. So if that doesn't help, I have one more candidate. You probably haven't third, uh, heard about you. You can write candidates in, of course. I love following all sorts of sciences. One of them that I follow is astronomy, physics, astrophysics. You know, in 2024, an asteroid, there's always an asteroid swinging by Earth, a rather large one, will get, astronomically speaking, kind of close to Earth. And there was talk, of course, on the Internet. Someone always has to write up, there's a chance this will hit Earth. It's not going to hit Earth, which is a shame because I would have voted for that. Let's face it, 2020 sucks, and you can't trust anything that you hear in the news anymore. Politicians, please find a good one. With the world going as haywire as it's gone, it's about time that we voted for change. Initiating launch sequence. A celestial object known as 218VP1, what a sexy name, is screaming toward Earth and could hit here November 2nd, the day before the election. But since many of you are voting early, we encourage you to take this opportunity. Vote Giant Asteroid 2020, because the Earth just needs to be put out of its misery. Let's face it, brought to you by the Campaign for Total Planetary Annihilation. Vote 2018VP1, because 2020 sucks that much. Yeah, I know, that's 20. 2020. That's a commercial I vote the last time that happened. And uh, unfortunately, no one voted for the asteroid and the thing just went swinging by Earth and we didn't get hit by the damn thing, which I was kind of rooting for. I've got a whole file here of get out the vote stuff and I'll write some more this year to add to that file and update some of the older stuff that we have with the uh, campaign. Because it is, I think, uh, desperately important that we keep some people from going to the polls. I don't mean denying people the vote. If they want to go, they can go vote if they want to. But I want to encourage people in this next election cycle, if they're just too lazy to do any kind of homework, 
then please do your community and do your country a favor and just don't. I mean, you're lazy about everything else. Be lazy about this, too. And just stay home and goof off and let whatever happens happen like you do with the rest of your life, right? Okay, good. Glad we had this talk. Coming up on 930, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS, which means you can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with it. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six the time it's wake up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about or change the subject. Fine, I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. So here's some good news for you: the U.S. Supreme Court declined to rule on two court cases involving the Energy Department, while a federal appeals court blasted the Biden administration for appliance efficiency standards. Now, you know, the federal government says these are appliance efficiency standards. You know it's going to make your appliances less efficient. I'm not just saying that. You know that's true. If they say it's going to make your appliances more affordable, your appliances are about to get more expensive. Just like when they told you they were going to make college more affordable and college is outrageously expensive. And you were going to get degrees that really mattered and you get garbage degrees in work that nobody's looking for. You see how this works. Every time your government steps up, we're going to fix health care. We're going to make it better and more affordable and easier to access. And the opposite of all of that is true. So, all right. U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Monday sided with 11 red states that sued the U.S. Department of Energy over its efficiency standards for dishwashers, washing machines, ruling it's unclear that the Department of Energy has any statutory authority to regulate the use of water in dishwashers, clothes washers, things like that. In other words, Congress never told them that they were allowed to do it. It's not clear that you have the authority granted to you by Congress to do this. The court also stated in its opinion that even if it does have that authority, and the agency had water usage authority over these appliances, it failed to consider the negative consequences of the standards, which would have the opposite effect of the intent, which is exactly what I was talking about a moment ago. They have all these great intentions, but you're going to get the opposite effect. Quote, the administrative record contains ample evidence that the Department of Energy's efficiency, let's do that, efficiency, quote, standards, likely do the opposite. They make Americans use more energy and more water for the simple reason that it uh, purported energy efficiency appliances. But again, you purport that it does that, but it doesn't. Biden administration 
has, the story says, committed to extensive, committed extensive attention to reducing the energy and water use of just about every appliance in your home, including also gas stoves, dishwashers, air conditioners, refrigerators, light bulbs, washing machines, microwave, furnaces. And yet, in every one of those cases, the appliances you end up buying are more expensive and less efficient. More expensive to run, not just purchase. So back in March of 2018, the Competitive Enterprise Institute and the Daily Caller reported proposed standards for new dishwashers that would run faster cycles, which would increase energy and water consumption. The Trump administration adopted guidelines that aligned with the proposal. President Joe Biden repealed those standards in 2021 and then went on his own course on this with more stringent standards. Quote, we hope what is newly announced in the rulemaking proceeding, you know how I hate the rulemaking proceeding, will end up improving customer choice and allowing people to purchase dishwashers that uh, clean quickly and well, they said in the statement. Now, you know if that's what they're promising, what are you going to get? Opposite of that, which is what's been happening. So, U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the request from the American Petroleum Institute to get a climate lawsuit filed by Minnesota uh, moved to federal court. Minnesota alleges that selling and promoting oil and gas to people who buy it, the defendants are uh, defrauding the public, resulting in harm. That's a whole other case, and the U.S. Supreme Court's not going to hear that case either. There are several cases here uh, that the Supreme Court said, we're not going to hear that. We agree with the lower uh, court of appeals. So, all right. Just uh, some of what has been in front of the U.S. Supreme Court that they've decided against the Biden administration so far and either have agreed with the lower court or just said we have no reason to change what the lower court said, which is just like them agreeing with it, which means here, once again, the Biden administration's flunkies there in the bureaucracy are writing all sorts of really absurd rules that are getting shot down by the court for the main reason of, well, you never, I'll give you two reasons. One, they never had the authority to do it in the first place. They're not allowed to just sit down and write these rules. They don't have that authority. But two, what they, the rules they end up writing, even the Supreme Court and lower courts have said, but the rules you end up writing end up doing exactly the opposite of what you said they were going to do. Again, cleaner, more efficient, more affordable machines turn out to be the opposite of all of that. So what's the point here? This is why I go back and say, so let the market decide it. Let the free market decide all of this. Because what the free market does is it gives you the best product at the best price. And if you are buying something that is not just affordable to purchase, but efficient in the way you use it. You will make that decision the one that's best for you. And companies will give you that because that's what you're spending money on. That's what you're buying, so that's what they're going to give you. They're not going to produce stuff that you don't want to buy. And most people would like to have a washing machine in their house that didn't cost too much to buy and doesn't cost too much to run but still gets their clothes clean or their dishes clean or whatever the other case may be. 942, wait. The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6.
948 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Back we go to the icebox, Frank Gambino, waiting box. Frank, I have yet another money-making idea for you. What? I'm ready for money. Okay. And so far, you've never bitten at any of my ideas. Well, no, because they wouldn't make <clears throat> any money. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so we start off with this. Okay. There's a guy, and I have a video. You can go to the Wake Up Wyoming website and take a look at this. There's a guy who's in another state, not Wyoming. And he decided to go ahead and build uh, a little getaway, weekend getaway. But when he built it, he decided he always liked the lunar lander for the Apollo missions. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bigger version. It's something you would take to Mars to actually live in. So it's got a down, uh, the the underneath part, which kind of sits up a little off the ground a bit. But that's where the beds are. And then up above, there's all sorts of places to sit, make food, and so on. So, so this is much bigger than the, than the real yes, lunar module. Yeah, than the one that landed on the moon. It's yeah. something you would take to Mars. Because if Mars, you're not going to be there for a couple of days and go home. No, 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 no. You're going to no, be there for take you five years to get there. Yeah. yeah. So he builds this. And then when he goes on a little weekend trip, which is all by a river, actually, he goes and stays there like he's staying on another planet. Yeah. Okay. There are... Places in Wyoming, like around Rawlins, for example, that look like Mars. Very much so. Okay. So we get this guy together with his design, and we put up a bunch of these little uh, buildings. Modules kind of thing, yeah. And we invite people out to stay on Mars here in Wyoming. So when they get to the wherever we're going to bring them to, they get on a bus. But we make it seem like it's a rocket ship trip. To Mars. Okay. Okay. You you already, I seem to be losing you. You, you know why? Yeah. You're spending more money than you're making. No, no, not, not so far. They, they show up at a little ranch house and they get on a bus. That's not that expensive. And the bus, we just make sure, we just take them down a rough road with the blinds drawn. Okay. And they think they're on a <laughs> rocket ship trip to Mars. When they get there, we can go ahead and give them little spacesuits to walk around in. And then what kind of experience do they want? Would they like to have, like the movie, which is a great movie, called The Martian, they think they're stranded alone? When they're really not. They're not. Or and do, do they want to see, let's say, one of the Mars rovers pull up and beep at them and take their picture? How, mu- how much are we charging these people? That's a good question. You see, how much would you pay to take a trip to Mars yourself or the whole family? You're right. And spend the weekend there and you got your own space suit. No lines, no right. nothing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I think this would be quite a trip because when when people get up in the morning and step outside and look around, it looks just like they're on the planet. I think we can make money off of this, Frank. I I hope so. It'd be nice. National Football League playoffs. Chalk went up for the Buffalo Bills and former Wyoming Cowboy quarterback Josh Allen. They defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers last night, 31-17, in a stadium in Buffalo that was full of fans and full of snow. Bills got off to a great start with Allen throwing a pair of touchdown passes in the fourth fourth quarter and a sensational 52-yard run for a TD in the second quarter. After that first quarter, I mean, it was really an even game, and Pittsburgh was hung in there right in the end. They gave Buffalo something to think about, but Allen... 21 of 30 for 203 yards and three TD passes and no turnovers. That's kind of a, a rarity for him. Buffalo gets another play, a home playoff game on Sunday afternoon at 4.30 with a host of Kansas City Chiefs. That's That could be an epic game. The other AFC playoff game will have Houston at Baltimore, and that'll be on Saturday. Also in the NFL playoffs from last night, Tampa Bay cruised by Philadelphia 32-9. Tampa Bay has won six of the last seven. This is a monumental choke and collapse by Philadelphia, who started out the season 10-1 and lost six of their last seven games. 
also in the NFC playoffs on Saturday. Green Bay will be at San Francisco. Tampa Bay will be at Detroit on Sunday. Women's College Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls with a road game at New Mexico tomorrow. The Cowgirls are 4-0 in Mountain West play, 9-6 overall after a 72-55 win over San Diego State their last time out. Lobos are 2-2 in league play at 11-6 overall. 7 p.m. start from the pit in Albuquerque tomorrow. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be at home on Saturday to beat Nevada. The Pokes are 9-8 and 2-2 in Mountain West play after beating Fresno State on Saturday at the buzzer 68-67. Aquel Cut hit the game-winning shot. That's the second time he has won a game for Wyoming. His time has expired. Nevada right now has a record of 15-2 and in their 2-1 and in league play. High school basketball from over the weekend. There were a lot of cancellations due to the weather, but a few schools got a few games in for the boys on Friday. Laramie beat Rollins 72-65. to Cheyenne Central got by Scottsbluff, Nebraska 58-51. On Saturday, Central beat Cherokee Trail, Colorado 74-67. Scottsbluff over Cheyenne East 63 to 51 on the girls' side. Laramie beat Rollins 56-38. Central over Scottsbluff 61-59. And on Saturday, Cheyenne East defeated Scottsbluff 42-37. That's it in sports. Josh right? Allen sounded like he had a pretty good night. He did. Okay. I mean, he he. I mean, he really did. In that that first that first half, he was amazing. People are like, uh, yeah, that's the Josh Allen everyone knows okay. about. Can, and, okay, what about the rest of the team? Did they have a good night? They, they, you know what? The Bills, you got to figure something out because they lost a bunch of guys to injuries. Oh, okay. Now you're playing a good Kansas City team this week. And, uh, you, know, okay. you, you should have seen some of the videos that they, they shoveled the snow out of the field mm-hmm. and the parking lot yeah. and the aisles in the stadium, but not the seats. Because oh. they didn't have enough people with shovels. <laughs> there are people migrating. The snow is up to their knees. Yeah. Trying to get to their seats. Okay. And and then, then every time the Bills scored a touchdown, people were just throwing snow all over the place. Okay. <laughs> well, I did, you know, as, as long as we had a good night, if Josh had a yeah. good night, he's just got to keep it up for a few more games. Yeah, we're all good to go. All right. Thank you, Frank. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. I got to roll into news time after that. Thanks for the help, folks. Good show today. Between people who've messaged me off the app and people who called. Even you, Greg, I enjoyed the call. It's Wake Up, Wyoming.